friend, welcome back to another episode of the So What Podcast. My name is Anna McGuire and it is an honor to be here with you today to have another conversation about sowing intentionally into our lives so that we may reap abundantly. I am so, so excited to have a very special guest on this week's episode. Not only is he my best friend, my favorite travel companion, and the father to my son, but he's also the one I'm married to for life. Friends, it is an honor to have on the show today the hero of my life, Andrew McGuire. Hey, babe. Hey, thanks so much for having me. Seriously, babe, it's an honor to be on here with you. I was thinking about it literally all day long, wondering, okay, what do I say? I want to make sure I say it right. And so, again, I'm just really excited to be here. You're so cute, first of all, (laughs) because... You're just making me smile right now. And, um, okay, so we've been talking about having these episodes about dating and marriage for a while now, so I'm so excited that they're finally here. We've been planning for a hot minute, and what's crazy to me is that just a few weeks ago, we celebrated nine years since our first date. That's pretty crazy. I know. Like, nine years. Are we old enough to have been dating for nine years well we have a son we do i mean we were babies when we became friends (laughs) (laughs) and now we have a baby and eventually so we began to date so i was 18 you were 19 when we went on our first date i was a freshman of in college so a lot of people know we met in college but they don't necessarily know the details of our story so i thought it'd be fun to share some of that background (laughs) so i remember the it wasn't the first time we actually met. It was, this was actually oh, no. before we... Are you sharing this? <laughs> <laughs> well, it is important. It's part of our story. So this was before we ever met. I was um, a sophomore in college and Anna was coming in as a freshman. And it was just a couple days into school starting. It may have been the first day or the it second was like day. like the first day. Yeah. Yeah. So I was in the cafeteria eating with um, one of my buddies And while we were sitting there eating, there was this girl that walked in. And I just remember thinking, wow, she is beautiful. And I hadn't dated, like, I I told myself, like, I wasn't going to date my senior year of high school. I wasn't going to date, like, that wasn't going to be my mindset going into college. And so this was now my sophomore year. And I saw this beautiful girl walk into the cafeteria. And I looked over at my friend. And I don't know if I regret saying this now, but it was looking back, I'm, I'm wondering why I said it, but it actually <laughs> makes our story just all that better. So <laughs> I, I saw, I looked at my buddy and whenever I saw Anna and I said, Hey, I think I'm, I'm going to be dating that girl in, in two weeks. Watch 14 days. I'll be dating her. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And so do I regret saying that? Well, I don't think so because here we are. We're married. We have a son. Yep. I mean, it's great. Nine years later. (laughs) Nine years later. And so what's like so funny is that, okay, so my best friend Janelle, who was on an episode of our podcast not too long ago, um, she introduced us and I will never forget. So we met in passing in the gym, but then one night we were going to the cafeteria again And here we are, these like baby freshmen. We're trying to find a place to sit in the cafeteria and there's nowhere to sit. And so Janelle's like, let's go sit 
with Andrew McGuire. Now, Janelle grew up with Andrew mm -hmm. because they were both pastor's kids in Arkansas. And so they had known each other through events and camps and things like that. And so she was like, let's go sit with Andrew McGuire. I'm like, I am not going to sit with Andrew McGuire in all these like jocks. Like I'm a freshman. These are all these like older guys. And she's like, okay, there's nowhere else to sit. So let's go. And I'm like, okay. So we go and we sit down and I sit right across from Andrew. And that was like the first like real conversation we'd ever had with each other. <laughs> I thought he was like kind of arrogant, but little did I know that the guy he had said that to about the in two weeks was sitting right next to him and was like punching him underneath the table. So he was like feeling kind of embarrassed. But that was like our first real conversation. And then a few weeks later, we played basketball together in the gym. We did. We did. We did. And we went on a walk. We were supposed to go on a run. We were supposed to go on a run because I told him I ran every day. I didn't run every day. I was trying to impress him. <laughs> so I asked her if she wanted to go on a run with me, and she agreed. And so I had kind of planned in the back of my mind, I hope we don't run. I would rather just go on a walk. And so we did. We went on a walk. We had a great talk. Yes, we did. And it was it was great. I guess we should share this like one random detail about it. There was this dude who was like super creeper on me. And he showed up on our first walk. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That was really awkward. That's, yeah, Bible yeah. college for you. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> so Janelle introduced us in the cafeteria. We hang out a few times. And then just like one day, he's like, hey, do you want to go to dinner and a movie? And I was like, yeah. And classic first date. Classic first date. And I was like, yeah. And he said, cool. It's a date. And I was like, oh, shoot. <laughs> like, it is a date. And so, but what's funny is, like, when we first started becoming friends, like, I wasn't, I don't know, when we first started hanging out, I wasn't, like, looking to date you. Like, we just kind of, like, became I mean, I friends. was, but. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. But seriously, am I? Are you kidding? <laughs> um, but then I, the thing was, is that, okay, so we went to a Christian college, university, Bible college. We went there to study like ministry. And so there's a lot of guys there. Like the ratio of guys to girls is like quite outnumbered. And so there was a lot of dudes there and a lot of them are just like hot dogs, if I'm being completely honest, which <laughs> they probably are listening to this podcast right now. They're like, am I the hot dog? Maybe I should no, pick it up. No, you're not the hot dog. <laughs> Somebody else is the hot dog. <laughs> should I stop it and should we re-record it? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Transparency. Transparency. <laughs> Andrew was not a hot dog. He's just like so confident and just like so even keeled. I call Andrew the anchor all the time because he's just so steady. And so anyways, here's this guy. He's like super steady. He's not trying to like impress me or not being a hot dog. And I was just like, that just caught my attention. I was like, oh, that's the kind of guy like I want to do life with. That's the kind of guy I want to spend the rest of my life with. So anyways, um, yeah, we hung out a few times and then he asked me out on our first date. So a few months of hanging out, go on our first date. So we went on our first date October 28th, 2011, and here's the thing. I was that, like, girl who was like, I am not going to date my freshman year of college. Well, then I met Andrew McGuire, and he changed everything. And so then 
I was like, okay, I'm not going to date my first semester of college. So we go on our first date October 28th, and I was like, I'm sorry, I can't be your girlfriend until the first semester is over. So the first semester of college ended December 13th, 2011. Can you guess what day Andrew asked me to be his girlfriend? December 13th, 2011. <laughs> I was right. like, yep, I got through my first semester, <laughs> didn't have a boyfriend. So anyways, December 13th, 2011. So we have been dating, we've been together nine years, which is... So cool. And it was about one year into dating that we both came to the conclusion. Well, I, I think we both came to the conclusion sooner. But yeah, it was separate. Though. It was separate. But sure. then we, the first time we had talked about it was um, one year into us dating that we knew we wanted to get married. So, yeah, it wasn't – it was – I really felt – peace about that on my own. I had talked to some of my mentors and best friends and just people who have my best interest um, at heart. And Andrew did the same thing. And then just one day the conversation just kind of organically happened. And so we knew that with the desire to get married, we needed to have some serious intentionality in order to go to the next level. See, so that conversation happened like December 2012, and we didn't get engaged until August 2014. So we dated my entire college life and your sophomore, junior, and senior year of college. So we knew that in order to get to that place, we needed to start dating well here and now. So my high school youth pastor, he put it this way, and he would just drive it home all the time to me. In high school, it would be in messages, it'd be in small group series. He would say, dating is dress rehearsal for marriage. I mean, that's so good. And it's so true. And I remember, you know, growing up, my youth pastor and my parents would often say, you know, similar phrases that, you know, you're practicing for marriage whenever you're dating. And so I you know, I grew up being mindful of that. And yeah, I was a teenage guy, but at the same time, like my parents instilled those values into me and it, it bled over into those relationships and and ultimately into my marriage today. And so that is, I think that's such a key phrase mm-hmm. to know that, you know, dating is dress rehearsal for marriage. You are practicing, mm-hmm. you know, it's the, it would be the practice before the game, yeah. you know, and, and another way to look at it. So we took that idea of it being the practice before the game to heart that dating is dress rehearsal for marriage. So we decided that if we wanted to have a strong and healthy and Christ-centered and mission-centered marriage, we would need to live that out in the here and now because we knew we wanted to be married for life. So we needed to practice healthy things now. If we wanted to have a marriage that was based on commitment and honor and respect and purity and fun, then we were going to have to start implementing that in our dating relationship. We often hope that when we date that our marriage looks different than our dating life. Like Andrew and I, we have the honor to come alongside of a lot of dating and married couples. And one thing that we always speak over, specifically dating couples, is is whatever you want your marriage to look like, whatever you want your married relationship with each other to look like, start practicing that now. Oh, for sure. And, you know, one of the things that we really have held to and hold to is that, you know, marriage is, it's more than, you know, just a physical and emotional bond. Sure, that is one key factor in marriage, but it's also a spiritual bond. Mm. I mean, we believe that marriage was 
you know, created by, by God for our mutual joy and, you know, our mutual pleasure and having fun and, and doing life together, as well as an opportunity for our personal growth and, you know, our growth as far as, you know, our dreams and our, our goals and achievements, but also in our, in our spiritual journey and our mm. spiritual growth. Mm. Yeah, that's so good. And so we decided because of that truth that it's a physical bond, an emotional bond, a spiritual bond, that we decided we were going to be married for life. That we wanted to lay a foundation in our dating relationship and then even in our marriage that we weren't going to do this with anybody else. That we wanted to create such a rich bond that there's not an option to do with anybody else. And if you look over studies and really history and scripture itself, it shows how wonderful and desirable and exciting and I guess pleasuresome being married to one person for life can be or being in a committed relationship for life. You know, there's people who have been remarried or divorced for a variety of reasons. And so that's not to say that if you have been remarried or you've gotten a divorce that there is not going to be a pleasurable marriage. But really what we're getting to the heart to is choosing to commit your life to somebody for life, that you are going to grow with them. So when we say we're married for life, we're simply saying that we're going to choose to only have a physical and intimate relationship with each other. So physical and intimate relationship, that also means not just like sexually intimate, but like emotionally intimate. That's only for each other. Uh, It also means that we're going to cheer each other on always. So when we fail, we're going to cheer each other on. When we succeed, we're going to cheer each other on. We're going to be each other's biggest cheerleader. We're going to have each other's back no matter what. Yeah, and I think that carries over to another thing that we, you know, agree on whenever it comes to being married for life, and that's carrying each other's burdens. Mm. You know, so whenever Anna's having, if she's having a tough day, whether that's at work or or for whatever reason, um, maybe she's just not feeling well, you know, it's my responsibility as her husband in being married for life to come alongside of her in sickness and in health to help her carry that burden, to mm-hmm. help her um, walk through that and, and and follow and walk with her in that journey. And so we choose to carry each other's burdens. We we also choose to believe the best about each other, even whenever even whenever it's hard, mm-hmm. whenever we disagree. We're gonna believe the very best about each other because ultimately we're married for life and and we want to see the best. We we want to find the best in those moments. Yeah. And I think that's one thing that we've had to come to time and time again is this believing the best about each other. Like there's times where I frustrate you or you frustrate me and we've got to like really come to this place of like, you know, Andrew's doing his best or I Anna's doing her best. Like We have to believe the best about each other. Uh, Another thing when we say we're married for life, that means one of our core convictions is that we're going to fight fair. Like we're not going to be like these all out brawlers. Like I think of like reality television, like Jersey Shore or the Real Housewives or whatever. And there's like these like dating couples or married couples and they're just like, oh my gosh. And they're just like screaming and just having like these like, WWE style arguments and like we've just decided we're not going to do that that we're going to fight fair which 
plugging it here. I have an episode called Having the Conversations We Hate to Have, where I talk briefly about that. But actually, next week's episode, we're going to talk a little bit more about fighting fear. Another thing, when we say we're married for life, we are about having fun here. Andrew and I love to have fun. That's true. We have fun a lot. Yes. So Andrew is an Enneagram 7, and I'm Enneagram 3. And it's really funny. Like, those, like, (laughs) pop culture things, like, you know, you find on Instagram. Well, it said the Enneagram 3 and the Enneagram 7 couple. It says, like, if you could, like, summarize them in one thing, it would be bougie vacations. (laughs) I was like, oh, my gosh. That is Andrew and I. Like, together, we just like to have fun. We like to try new things. So having fun. When we say we're married for life, we're going to have fun together for life. Uh, And then... This is the biggest one that I think drives a lot of married couples apart. And that means we're also going to serve each other selflessly. Like, we're going to lay our lives down for each other. Like, I'm going to serve Andrew. Yeah, and vice versa. You know, I I will make sure that, you know, Anna's um, needs come before my own. Mm-hmm. You know, if there's something, you know, that she needs and, and maybe I feel like there's a need that I have, um, without asking her to fulfill my need, I'm going to make sure her need is taken care of. Mm-hmm. I'm going to self or I'm going to serve her selflessly bef- before I ask that, you know, of, of me. Yeah. And again, that's a challenge because we're humans and humans by default are selfish. And so, yeah, for sure. But what's so cool about it is one thing that I've found is Whenever you begin to serve selflessly, yeah, at first it is tough because we are humans. But, you know, I, I think that as you begin to walk in that, that it becomes fulfilling to serve each other. Mm. You know, I I really enjoy serving your needs before my own. Yeah. And it's cool, like, when you figure out, like, what things, like, are serving to you. Like, For sure. Like, Andrew loves a like good clean house. <laughs> like when it comes to like cleaning in our house, he's like the king of it. And but like I love like when you go work out and you'll come home and like the kitchen is clean. Oh, it's literally the best. And I can like see him like light up and like it feels like do I enjoy cleaning the kitchen? No, it's literally like, my least favorite thing to do. <laughs> But I'm finding like it lights you up, that it gets you, it brings you joy. And so I want to serve you more in that way. Well, thanks. And, and the <laughs> vice versa, you know, I hate cleaning the kitchen, so you do it every day. Yeah, for sure. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, and then w- what else we mean when we say we're married for life is that we're going to seek God together. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, this can look, this, this can take place multiple ways. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we seek God together by talking about, um, you know, where we are in our walk with Christ, you know, in our journey with Christ, we pray every night before we go to bed. Um, you know, now that we have, yeah, now that we have a son, we, we pray with him before he goes to bed and, you know, we make sure that, um, each other is, is, doing devotions and praying and, and being consistent in those things. And, and because of that, it pushes us together to, yeah. to grow and also become more close spiritually. Yeah. And so, yeah, we pray with each other before bed. We pray for each other and pray with each other in the morning before I head out for work, which is like, oh, dark hundred. And so. And I am like 90% asleep. Yeah. I would say like 95%. <laughs> 
probably closer to 96. Yeah. But who's, who's keeping track? Yeah, no one. <laughs> um, but we pray. But one thing is, is like people have asked us all the time, like, do you guys read your Bible together? And like, we're definitely not against that. Um, but we really do our own Bible reading. And then we always come to each other and just say, hey, what are you reading? What's been challenging you? Uh, that's usually a conversation we have on a daily basis. Like, what did you read today in your Bible? And so then we can bring what we've learned and share it with each other. And then, yeah, it's been really good. Like just a few weeks ago, Andrew shared with me something he was reading in his Bible. And I was like, oh, I'm going to read that. And now I'm like studying that. And it's been really cool. So, and then there's times like Advent or Lent, like we'll do like the readings together because I it's there's something special about that. But on a regular basis, we just, but that we do our own thing, but we bring it together. And so we seek God together. We encourage each other in our walks with Christ. So anyways, just those quick things. When we say we're being married for life, we choose to only have a physical and intimate relationship with each other. It means that we're cheering each other on always, that we carry each other's burdens. We believe the best about each other, even whenever it's hard. And we fight fair. And of course, we're going to have fun. Um, and then we serve each other self selflessly and we seek God together. And that's that's how we've been able to say we're married for life. Yeah. We just keep those things at the center of our marriage. We review those things on our anniversary, our marriage anniversary, as well as our dating anniversary. So that's like twice a year we come back to those core convictions of our marriage of this is how we're going to stay married for life. We're going to live these things out. We're going to choose them every day. We're going to sow intentionally into our marriage that we can reap abundantly. And I would say the other thing that we get asked quite a bit, because we use this language married for life a lot um, on a regular basis, people ask, how have you been able to stay steadfast and be married for life? And I would say, aside from Jesus and his grace, I would say it's our, it's been our friendship. A hundred percent. And so I would, we're going to talk more about that in next week's episode as well. But our friendship, I think has been a gift and a friendship is something that is built in the trenches. It's not necessarily built on the bougie vacations. Uh, those are like where memories are made and those are always super fun. But Andrew and I, we've been through some tough stuff together. Um, the health of our family, both of our parents have had challenging health issues in our dating relationship and even in our marriage we've moved from Arkansas to Indiana we've gosh we've there's been a lot there's been a lot I mean we recently had a, a kid yeah <laughs> <laughs> and we were both all three of us were home together in the very early days of his life because of coronavirus. We were locked down. Yeah. So, I mean, we became really good friends. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we've been friends since the beginning. Oh, and I sure. think that's, but it strengthens it every strengthens time. It strengthens every time. Yeah. And so I would just say, um, if you're dating somebody or you're in your marriage and you're looking for these high highs to have, to strengthen your relationship, I'd say our friendship has been grown in like the really difficult seasons the most. And I would say that if you're wanting a healthy marriage, a healthy dating relationship, romance, is that important? Yes. Like we're big fans of romance. Sure. But I would say friendship is the key. Friendship, I believe, is the highway to being married for life. Like there's, my dad gave some really good wisdom just before we got engaged or just as we got engaged. And he said to us, he said, you know, there are days where you're going to not feel like being a husband or a wife, 
But there's going to never be a day where you don't feel like being or having a best friend. So focus on growing your best friendship. And that was a huge wisdom for us. And I think it's true. Like, I mean, there's days where it's like challenging to be a wife. And I would think Andrew would say the same thing about being a husband. But rarely is it challenging to be a best friend. And so I would say that's been a huge thing for us for being married for life. So this was fun. It was. Reminiscing, <laughs> calling people hot dogs. <laughs> No, it's been great. It has been really good. And so I would like to invite you back to next week's episode. <gasps> well, I'll check my schedule, but I could probably fit it in. Okay, that'd be good. <laughs> Maybe we'll do Dean Archie's nap. Let's do it. Okay, that sounds good. <laughs> We're actually watching Archie on his baby monitor right now. He's sleeping. Yeah. Little angel baby. <laughs> anyways next week we are going to be taking your questions your questions about marriage your questions about dating and we're going to be answering them for you i've gotten some questions from instagram some text messages questions that were asked all the time and we're going to be putting some answers to those questions questions like should christians have tinder and when you've been together for nine years how do you keep the romance alive. So super excited for next week's episode of So What? Friend, I want you to remember that not only am I always in your corner, but I am in your corner as well. Yeah. So (laughs) we are always in your corner cheering you on. We believe in you, whether you're dating, married, not dating at all. We believe that all of your relationships have this ability to be healthy, to be strong, to be Christ-centered, to be mission-centered as you choose to sow intentionally so that you can reap those things, so that you can reap abundantly. Again, whether you're dating, not dating, married, I hope that today you choose to sow intentionally so that you may reap abundantly. We'll see you next week.